0: Welcome, and you're listening to the You Are Not Alone podcast series, created to provide support to the special educational needs community in Brent and beyond. This is a Jason Roberts Foundation production. It's been been quite a journey over the last six or... 7 weeks there's been a lot of learning a lot of sharing and of course a lot of thinking about what we're going back to you know that 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 whole new norm space so in that regard let's have a little bit of a conversation about the things that we're going to do when when we return and i and i know to a degree that the process of that return has kind of already started, hasn't it? In that respect. So let's go there. I'm gonna to come to you first, Jane.
1: <laughs> what am I gonna do when we properly return without the threat of COVID? Gonna give yeah. that big hug. <laughs> but but I, I think
0: also that's a really good place to start is is in that area of that uncertainty of well. Is it, is it a good time to come back, isn't it? I think that's, that's actually a good place to start having that conversation.
1: Oh, that's a really good question. I think we've got enough e- evidence and information <coughs> to say that we should, we're okay to take some tentative steps. Um, I think there's really mixed feelings in our parent community c- um, population. Some people are really wanting their children to come back and some people still really understandably are really concerned and are not, not saying yes to us so i think there's you know still a very mixed picture um we've we've done a lot of preparation for the children to come back and i've been talking to the other special schools and we're all we can't wait to get the children back because this this whole episode without the children is it's just surreal and we've you know we we really want them to come back is it the right time well I, i hope so i I think that's probably the best we can say at the moment. We just hope so. We've been talking to everybody: our, our parents, our pupils as much as possible, our staff, the unions, our local community. We're just really aware of all the all the risks that are still there, but we know that the children who are in us are are enjoying being there, and we we really can't wait to in the next few weeks to start welcoming more and more back. So we're going to take baby steps and, and we, hopefully with everything we've put into place we'll be okay
0: do we think because of the area that we're in you know the SEND area that we were always vigilant in the first place so have we been extra vigilant in in as in as much as that if anything there's an element of trust within that community because of the exposure, if you like.
1: Yeah, I, I, think, I think we have all, well, I say we have always, we have always tried to foster the, the, the whole partnership working so that there is trust. So I think our parents know that we're trying to do the best thing. I think, you know, even for parents who desperately want their children to come back for all sorts of different reasons, and at the moment it's not the right moment for some, for some children to come back they understand that they still you know there is a we have maintained that trust and i think i think parents understand that we've really tried to listen and support and be as bespoke and flexible as (coughs) possible so that there's not there's not just a a one-size-fits-all it's we've really tried to listen to the different needs of our parents and their and their children um and we continue, and I know that, I know that Village and, and, and Woodfield and the other special schools as well are doing exactly that, that thing. We're trying to listen and to work with, not against. And I okay. think that, that is that continual working with is the most important thing, that people know that we are listening. Wow. Even as we can't do anything particularly super to help because of the circumstances, they know that we are listening. and. Uh, and we are looking out for each other.
0: Brilliant.
2: I would totally agree, you know, with Jane and that, um, that whole understanding of the importance of listening and keeping sure that those connections that we have, we had before um, the lockdown and some of which have really continued and strengthened during this time, um, that we don't lose that, you know, and we keep, those connections and that trust and building that trust together and i think it's been a real um opportunity for some parents who have probably been saying to us look i've been trying this this has been going well to kind of feel like well actually i don't want to send my child in at the moment we're okay we've got a great plan in place and i believe that we moving forward it's going to be very important for us as a team as a school as a community to really listen to those parents as they come back and who have tried different things know who are doing different things with their children that have really worked and looking at how we can continue to build that partnership and look at how we work together to get the you know to have the best for their children so i think definitely um that trust that listening that really being open to something new or different that might um be part of those communications when children start to return um fully and we're also taking it slowly um, in Harrow, we, um, we've we listened to the government, but we've also looked at our own research around the community, around cases, around what the science is telling us. And we've pushed back our start date, for our parents, we've kept everybody fully informed through surveys, through um, Zoom meetings with parents, question and answers, you know, with the, the children who are returning, um, individual personalised conversations with families. Um, and just looking at what that needs to look like so that we're all moving forward together but there's that real open transparent mm. communication that we don't want to lose when we finally return properly
0: right oh, fantastic um
3: pat Hi, uh, yeah uh, it's very similar to kathy-ann we've kept the line of communication open the whole time um we've run all parents every week and uh we've just explained to them what we're going to do we we, we actually opened um on wednesday we took in year one. We got um, 16 out of six they came back, but um, you know they, all the parents explained why they weren't going to send their children back. We explained how it was all going to work, uh, how we were go- you know how things were going to be laid out and everything, and you know it was their choice in the end, but they did speak to us, they did talk to us, and they did explain why they didn't feel it was safe for them to come. And I think it was basically a lot to do with the information that was out there. Uh, there wasn't enough evidence to say that it was safe and we we were saying we're following the guidelines to the letter and um you know it's your choice at the end of the day but we will support you we will continue with home learning um and you know just ring us and and see what happens so um as i say 16 in year one we had key workers we've got 10 anyway that come in on a regular basis and we're supposed to be having 30 children from reception are supposed to come in on monday So that will be quite a few children. So we'll see how we see how we go. Um, But yeah, it's just trying to explain to reassure. And during our telephone conversations with some of the families, some of them have not gone outside the door for the whole ten weeks. They have been really scared to go out. So step to come into school is a big thing for them. Um, So you know, again, that will be a gradual thing. Maybe uh, I don't know how we're going to work on that one. Just to get them out, even into the community just even go to the park, um, you know, is a big thing for some of them. So, again, that will be a bit of work that we will have to do to get them ready even for coming in in September. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. Um,
4: Jonathan? Yeah, similar to what um, Jane previously mentioned, um, we've obviously had um, a phased approach and trial with a select amount of students currently going into school. Which will slowly increase um, in the next few weeks. Um, in terms of myself, I'm currently um, speaking with my teams to look at look at RP curriculum, how we can adapt this. Um, some of the thoughts that we've currently had is perhaps a more project based type curriculum. So that's something that we're discussing. And then in terms of how we foresee this going from September, is um, looking at how we de- deliver PE at the village school because currently, obviously, we have. Um, 30 P lessons that take place in the sports hall, but something we might consider is perhaps um, me potentially delivering P on a virtual basis, having a screen in the P hall and delivering it to pupils in classes. And then we, what we would then possibly have is by all our c- class teams um, a P kit, stroke bag, so they can have the equipment, and then the, the teams will be responsible for deep cleaning the equipment. so Lots of things to factor in, but we're definitely um, trying to work as hard as we can at the moment to ensure that it's safe for all staff and pupils.
0: Okay, mum. Yes, I think you know that's you, Kate.
5: <laughs> yeah, still getting used to that one. Um, I think it's you know a, it's a new way of working, isn't it, for everyone? And so much work has gone into the risk assessments and to trying to develop things in a, in, a, in a new way and what that's going to look like for our schools. I know Margaret will be doing a lot of work with people about adapting the curriculum. As Jonathan's been saying, because we're going to need to teach in a completely different way. But I think, as lots of people have said, we've built even stronger relationships with all of our parents. And I think we've learned so much about the challenges that they face at home. And I think those relationships will just carry on building. And also, you know, moving forward, we've learned more about the challenges that they face on the long school holidays and all those sorts of things. So the things that we've set up over this time, such as home learning opportunities and all of that support. Are things that we can look at carrying on forward to support parents more effectively in the holidays as well, I think. So, I think that's definitely something that will benefit people moving forward.
0: Okay, great stuff.
6: Margaret, I'm just um, going to add to what Kate said in that um, our curriculum is not going to be around the normal sort of subjects, um, but we're going to include a great deal on resilience, mental health, and well being. So it's um, a recovery curriculum as such, so that um, we, we will follow the children's leads a lot when they come back to school to ensure that we are providing the sort of emotional stability, the welcoming, the safe place. We're making them happy to come back into school. And the team at um, Manor and the Avenue are just doing an amazing job with that. They have so many wonderful suggestions. I'm very happy to share those as well with Kathy ann and Patricia if they need them, just as a a sort of a base for you to possibly build on. Um, Yeah, so we're going to have to be looking at the very emotional well-being of the children before we start thinking about anything else. Many of these children may not want to come back to school. You know, they spent all this time with their parents, now they, you know, and then when they come back, to school is going to be very different. They're not going to be in the same with this, possibly with the same adults. They won't be able to mix with their friends, the playtimes, the classrooms. Everything will have changed. We need to ensure that it's as welcoming and for them as possible, so that they feel
7: happy to come back. Keisha, out there in Grenada. Hi. So here, my it will be really interesting to see how you know this unfolds because I know it will be a lot on the teacher's plate moving forward especially with the special needs group of children and as margaret saying you know looking at the emotional well-being of the children as to you know playing together and you know socializing with the children and they love to to run and hug the teachers and hug on people so i know it would be a great challenge for them going back to school you know to, ha- you know, having to adapt to a lot of adaptation to a lot of um, things at the school because I know there will be quite a lot of changes. So, well, presently, what I do know is that the form size, which is the high schools, the higher grade or the higher form, they'll be back out to school. I think they're back out already. The teachers go back out on the 15th. However, the students are not allowed to go back out to school as yet. Um, and the teachers go on a holiday, I believe it's on the 15th of July. So you have within a month period to see whether or not the ministry would allow the children to go back to school. I don't think they'll do that this term. Most likely it will be next term. But I'm looking at the emotional well-being, you know, of the children going back to school and, you know, seeing how they would adapt and hoping that, you know there will be an easy way or a smooth way to do the transition you know of how it was to how it's going to be you know so that is my that is my take on that mike
0: okay fantastic yeah before i go to richard because you're gonna have a special angle on this one nikita from your perspective from a parent's perspective same question
8: i think right now i wouldn't want namaya to go back I don't think it's, even though things are getting bad, I don't think she should understand how bad it was for her to be able to take the proportions that I would want her to. And even though the school are great and excellent, I need to know within myself that she's doing the things I needed to do to stay safe. So mm-hmm. I would prefer her to start school in September when it's, a bit, it's calmed down a bit more and everything, everything's Fully in place, and then everyone knows what they're doing. I mean, we know what we're going to do as parents and what the children have to do to stay safe, basically.
0: Well, I mean, I think I'm going to stick with you for a minute, Nikita, because putting my psychotherapist hat on now, um, I kind of understand that positioning. Because obviously, if you're bringing up an SEN child anyway, you were already vigilant, yes. so then when you now introduce COVID into that scenario. Yeah, you're not actually for you to come back is a much bigger decision than somebody who doesn't have to deal with an SEM
8: yeah.
0: person. And so mentally actually even addressing the question can be stressful. Exactly.
8: I've been thinking about it since we since we broke up, I was thinking about how is it gonna be when we go back? Yeah. Is she gonna understand? When I go to the school for her playground sessions, she sees her teacher sometimes and she'll be in the other playground through the fence and she wants to go and hug her teacher. She's asking her for tiggles. She wants, she's, she wants to see her and I'm telling her, you can't. And she doesn't understand and she gets upset. So I'm thinking if she has to go back to school when she's in phys- like she can see her teacher. She's not going to restrain herself <laughs> from going near her. She's not going to understand you have to stay away and all the precautions. I think it could be upsetting for her to have to do All
0: the things that have to be put in place to keep her safe yeah yeah and you take that on as well of course yeah 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 and i think it's yeah it is difficult and uh, and what's good to see is we've got we've got teachers and educationists here who actually understand that's the dynamic they're dealing with yeah and that's that's yeah that's that's wonderful and it's really well expressed before i come to you richard otis yourself Obviously, with with your son, what's your expectancy coming
9: back? Well, the, the school has offered him to go into school, uh, back into school, one or two days a week, um, just to you know get back into the general population. There's only about thirty young people in school at the moment. Um, as yet, he's not gone back to school yet. He's just still getting on with the work online, and the probability is that he might go in one day a week uh, before we break up again, and then we look to go back in September. Um, as a foundation, um, in terms of our families and uh, program that are working with the school, we haven't been able to deliver um, as yet. Uh, just looking at the, the latest government rules, we might be able to open up for small groups, um, but as a, as, you know, in that respect, probably, you know, we're looking at that in terms of SEM. It would probably have to be just with families uh, only, and because of the social distancing. So, you know, uh, we're looking forward to, to whatever uh, the schools uh, do and wherever we can help. And I know Wilbert's doing some stuff that he's preparing online, but we're just trying to, to you know, go with whatever is in place and look at what we're going to do in the summer. So, you know, it's really good that we've got this group of specialists and teachers and parents and to be able to, to have this as a working group going forward. To, to to make sure that we have the right provision in place if they relax it in the summer, we try to do a summer program that um, some of the young people you know I know they've got the trampolines and some peanut balls and some equipment, but maybe we can get together and do something in the summer. If it's one day two days a week, or whether it's staggered, uh, we'll just get some advice from everyone here and try to give the parents an outlet in the summer to be able to to come back into the school in September or wherever it may be. Um, so we just do
0: our bit from that point of view okay fantastic um Richard okay uh you know last week as I said you made one of the greatest statements I've heard this year um you know when you talked about the loss of your business and loving a storm you know we're we're a week further into the storm and moving moving forward there's obviously an element for you where there's reinvention and starting again how is that going
10: yeah i mean the um you know the from a commercial you know business perspective you know, we are getting and i'm receiving calls every day from our students and their families going when can we get back in when can we get back in but this is going to be like we're going to start a new business basically uh, yeah. because everything's going to be different for you know, for six months, eight months, probably. You know, the issues are that the centre itself, which is an eight million pound turnover business, has to open to start with, which they, you know, they are hoping to do. I had a um, Zoom meeting with them yesterday. They're hoping to do in July at some stage. Um, And then their decision-making is obviously about their commercial, you know, the commercial aspects of their own business. You know, how do they make money? regardless of externals like ourselves coming in and also making the money so you know my plan always has been that i'm assuming we're not going to be allowed to do anything till september um which will then give them you know 4 to 6 weeks of running the system one way in one way out seeing how the ppe stuff works um and you know, basically developing their plans that we can then piggyback on the uh, on the back of. So let's say we got to September and we're allowed to then start doing our own thing. You know, our decision making for the business point of view is then, is a school going to be allowed to put five students in a minibus with three teachers, and go up the M one, come to the snow center and come in? And if that is the case, you know what does it take for that to take place you know what training for the students you know would they all have if it was allowed to happen and it may well not be you know do they have to be trained on wearing a mask do they have to be have photos of us with masks on with our ski kits on so they can see that in certain circumstances we may may have to have this stuff on so there's a whole store, Um you know, and running your business, you've got to have your accounts, your marketing, your sales, you've got to fulfill it. You've got to deliver it. You've got to market it. You've got to inspire people to come. And, uh, you know, so that is our, that is our job, which is, you know, it's going to be an exciting, it's going to be a very exciting time. So already, you know, we already are putting revenue into it. In that, you know, we've got masks, we've got gloves, we've got kit, we've got individual boxes for every student that will ever come in. So that they have all their stuff in their boots but you think of a and i hope this doesn't bore you but it just shows what's happening in the commercial world you know one pair of ski boots at the moment the government guidelines is if somebody wears a pair of ski boots this morning that pair of ski boots comes off the student has to be cleaned and is not allowed to be basically has to be furloughed <laughs> for 24 hours so that just that one pair of ski boots You've got 300 people in 300 pairs of ski boots, et cetera. So you can see yeah. how the, yeah. all of this sort of thing works. But the way that it works, of course, best is through developing partnerships, developing your friends, your supporters. You know, you know, when we have a tricky day, you know, if I can then get on the phone to Margaret and go, Oh, Margaret, <laughs> you never guessed what happened to us today what is your what is your thoughts about it you know and we now have you know you're all sitting there you know and i feel that at any stage if i have an issue which relates to school or what to it, i already have i have my group i have my i have my directors of the business sitting here who i can ask and i know that they will support you know what we're doing and what we're trying to do so yeah the storm is is amazing and you know but what it delivers, it delivers a much stronger partnership of people, a much stronger partnership between schools, much stronger partnership between the parents and the, and the students and everybody. Because uh, we're all after the same goal, which is how do we support that, you know, the most important person is the student, and then the yeah. family, and then the teachers, and then somewhere down here is us. Right. Uh, and And you've touched
0: on something which is, It is crucial. Jonathan touched on it as well, which is, you know, coming out of this, what does delivery actually look like, feel like? You know, when Jonathan broke down the fact that I may have to go into another room on the same site and do a Zoom session to people who are effectively on the same facility, that's actually coming down to the nitty gritty of actual delivery. And Understanding that there's a lot of thinking that needs to go into that, and a lot of work, and a lot of willingness and willpower.
4: So I just come in there, Michael. Yeah, of course you can. Um, so just on one of the points rituals was was making about um if the Snow Centre couldn't open, so obviously we we have been doing um, some work on the virtual side of things. So I, I think like the great thing that we could do, Richard, is perhaps. Um, have the project in-house for a while and um you know have it a project base where the students you know learning about mental health physical benefits of of skiing looking at capital culture so there's a lot of positives that could actually come out of this as well
10: yeah yeah Yeah. because at the end of the day okay yes for to do the actual activity we need we need some snow but there's an awful lot of the independence from making the student as independent as possible to be able to put a pair of boots on well we can go and get some boots bring them down you know do all the stuff with them so that they can then learn the the skills for them you know and i think you know but this is where exactly exactly this this partnership partnership we would have you know presently with jonathan and with margaret you can see that that's an idea it's just come out of you know last, last yeah, minute and yeah, because asked. you're sharing so, sharing yeah, at yeah. that level yeah. and that, yeah, that's yeah. been
8: Absolutely.
10: see the other thing
0: that's come out of this particular forum uh, and in it's appreciation i certainly have is that everyone now has a much closer proximity to the minute that sits behind all of this because the, you know the parents and stuff did not realize how much the schools were actually doing you know, now everybody's exposed to the minuti and recognizing actually the big things are what you see, but it's the little things that make the engine tick. It's the things that you don't see. And those, and that, that a big spotlight's been put on that. And it's been evident by the parents we've had in there, the educationalists, the fantastic session we had last week with the multi agency crew you know when you understand what sits behind delivering care to one child yeah yeah it's amazing it's amazing nothing short of amazing and it and it goes unnoticed because they're not in a world where they have to brag about it you know they just get on with it and do it and and that's it and no one knows it's going on and that it is and it's, it's been highlighted here. And it brings me to a very unfair question to all of you. All right. Which is, what have you learned about yourself and your colleagues throughout this process and the environment that you're operating? What have you, what have you learned? It's a big question. I'm going to come to Jonathan first.
4: What have uh, I learned? Um, well I've learned a lot about myself um, you know just and my team just to be resilient just always willing to go the extra mile be a lot more self-reflective and you know obviously we all work in education to have the best possible impact for our students but I think in 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 these times over (laughs) the past 12 weeks I think I really realized that like you you mentioned before what everything that goes into providing the support to ensuring that our students be successful really that's um, probably the most thing that i can take out the last 12 weeks
0: okay okay and 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 in yourself you know so if you if you look into it, it's what you can take out of it but it's it's how's it impacted you what will you as jonathan do differently is that is it as is it you know, for some people, it, it, it's character shifting. It can be, uh, you may already have been in that space or you may have a greater realisation of certain things
9: now.
4: Yeah, definitely taking out from it. Um, just to make, t- we've touched on it before, just to really try and factor in some time for myself, like during the day to just check in and make sure the mental health is, is good. And yeah, right. factoring in, like when we go back to what, is the new norm will this be possible i think speakers have said before like you know we can all go for a, a walk at the moment and get some exercise in but, but we need to like make sure that, that then happens when we do go back to work before Absolutely. work or after work so i think that's you know the physical mental health side of things is probably been even yeah. more like important than it was before if that makes sense
0: so uh, yeah i mean i uh, effectively because you what what is good because you're so unselfish you're answering the question on everybody else's behalf and I get what you're saying because you you're you're actually saying that you're gonna take time and look at your own mental health because you're more aware
3: of it yeah that's exactly what I'm yeah, saying
0: yeah yeah I get that I get that and you said it in a very unselfish way but but brilliant I love that
3: Pat I have found it very stressful actually I, I have never worked as hard in my entire life for the last t- 10 weeks it's been from. Like eight o 'clock in the morning until about seven in the evening, um, trying to i don't know ha- cope with parents but also cope with staff, I've found that some staff have really, really struggled, uh-huh. and it's trying to help them as well, and even um, you know like bringing them in gradually uh, for this opening up because they were literally really, really scared and um, and the amount of paperwork that has gone into this. Preparation for uh, these risk assessments on individual risk assessments, children's risk assessments. We've risked ourselves out of stuff. And I suppose the thing that I've learned about it is I'm never going to take anything for granted again. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, uh, going for a coffee will be a luxury. Going to Costa, uh, you know, uh, that will be a luxury for, you know, I, I look forward to the day that I can do that and, and just relax. I think that's the, the thing I've, I've learned about it. And as uh, Jonathan said there, um you know taking care of yourself going for a walk having a bit of exercise just you know just taking maybe just for an hour and just walking away from it kate
5: um so many things but how much i'd love being in a room with people (laughs) (laughs) because um, obviously zoom has been amazing but i have not seen anyone that i know in the flesh apart from my partner and now my baby um for 11 weeks and it's it i really miss that personal contact with people, laughing together, smiling together and how important that is. I think, you know, you'll never never forget that after this experience, I don't think anyone will. And regarding my colleagues, just amazing, astounding people who've just gone above and beyond in every aspect to do the most (coughs) they can, parents, for the children. And I think I'm just in awe of, of what everyone's managed to achieve in such challenging times, to be honest.
0: Has it, has it surprised you how much you miss people?
5: I, I don't know, I suppose in a way, I, I've always known of myself being such a sociable person, but it's that, that idea of physically not being able to touch anyone, like Jane said, as soon as she sees it, you know, after this, we'll all give each other a hug. And I think that, and the importance of physical contact, I think has surprised me. Because um, even though you can talk on the phone and-
0: people virtually it doesn't feel the same yeah yeah okay margaret
5: has it changed me was that the question Mike?
0: Not <laughs> so much how has it changed you it it's what have you learned about yourself
6: okay your colleagues and
0: your what have you learned about yourself throughout this process
6: I think I've gone from the very beginning it was absolutely horrid I really didn't like it totally didn't couldn't do this social distancing thing I'm getting better at it. Possibly I'm becoming more antisocial than I was. (laughs) But um, I also feel like I appreciate my friendships and I recognize them a great deal more. Like I'm in constant contact with most of the people on this um, podcast. Um, So, yeah, I am. I like to share things a bit more, and I feel if I can support somebody, and vice versa, they're also very supportive of me. So I, I think that's what I'm very pleased that I have so many supportive friends who are always there to listen and always there to help.
0: Okay, Kathy Ang.
6: I think
2: what I've learned about myself is that I probably enjoy my own company <laughs> more than I thought. I'd <laughs> <actually>. My friend. <laughs> Uh, you're forced to, um, you know, yeah, kind of not have those connections apart from on the phone and, you know, Zoom and everything. It's been, yeah, it's been interesting. And also this realization that um, I haven't actually stopped, a bit like what Pat was saying. It's been just go, 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 go. So it's been trying to really plan and make time for me. You know, because if I'm home, you know, it's the home learning with the sun or it's other things going on as well as trying to work and check in and everything. And when you're at work, that you know, you keep going until you leave. So I think it's tried to help me to realize the importance of planning to stop. Because if I don't plan to stop, I can work it all into the night, you know, if I'm not careful. So trying to be kind to myself has been something I've tried really hard to focus on. It hasn't been easy even though there is all this time for example the moments where everyone's gone to bed or something i suddenly come alive thinking great what shall i watch on tv how many box sets can i get through you know you know how many programs can i get through before midnight or something <laughs> you know so yeah discipline has been a real question in my mind. you know i'm not as disciplined as i probably should be in terms of taking care of myself
0: or as th- what you thought you was you mean
2: yes as what i thought Ed was, or- <laughs> know I should be. <laughs> um, and I think it's, it's, I've, I've battled with this idea of trying to appreciate myself, but realising that actually, I want, I crave that appreciation from others. Yeah. And trying to work through that and realise that actually, if you're not getting that, it's okay, because I could journal or I could find it myself. But still, I question, well, hold on a minute, I did that, you know, why did I get that? Thank you, you know, and so I think what it's helped me to think about with other people, my colleagues and the you know the people we lead, is how important that appreciation is for them. You have got to wave now, they can see your head bump. <laughs> how important that appreciation is for them, and how even during oh, yeah. this time, through the Zoom in and everything else, do we make sure that we're checking in with everybody? Not just in the sense of, are you okay? Or how are you feeling? But I found that by asking it, it's like, oh, people expect the deputy to ask you that. But when you ask someone twice, suddenly it's like, oh, oh, why you ask me that? Then suddenly it all spills out how people might actually be feeling. And that's been quite interesting in terms of learning that about how I support other people, or how I really check in and listen. I mean, that's
0: interesting. It's an investment. It's an investment Mm. rather than lip service. It's yes. an investment in another human being. I love that. Yes. Absolutely love that. Mm. Um, I Jane?
8: That
0: oh go sorry. on, sorry, have you, you haven't finished. I found that in our leadership meetings
2: I've had to be quite vocal about that. I know you said you checked in but have you checked in? Yeah. You know, and trying to help us all really understand <coughs>
0: that. Yeah, all right, great. Jane?
1: Well, well I've re- really realised how much I, I actually love people. <laughs> and I, and I, I you know, absolutely love the whole um, being with people, socially interacting, notice dis- how I really don't like socially distancing, how huggy and touchy feely I am as a person. So I think I've learned that. But also I've learned the impact of anxiety.
10: Yeah.
1: And how anxiety really makes it difficult for you to concentrate, to focus, to sleep. And, and I've been really thinking about how we know that many of our children live in a state of heightened anxiety. And, and that's made me really reflect on how difficult it must be for them on a day to day basis to actually just typically live in the world. Um, so I think yeah. it's made me really sort of see, see how anxiety really impacts because um, i think it's the first time in my life obviously you have moments where where you do feel a little bit more worried more anxious especially when you have a lot of um, a lot of things to to take responsibility for but um but this general anxiety this underlying anxiety people feel and how that must be impacting well it's definitely impacting on us as, as human beings but obviously on the children that we work with and the families that we work with and. I think it's made me really reflect upon that a lot.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's so close to home for me because obviously that's what I do for a day to day. I'm dealing with that as a psychotherapist, I'm dealing with anxiety and all of that all the time. And, and it is the fact that you're saying because it's on show and it's obvious now you're seeing it, even though a lot of it was already there. It's, 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 now it's now got a spotlight on it yeah and and you start to see people for who they really are and yeah. what they really are and what makes them tick yeah so it is it is uh a big thing really really
10: nicely put there jane um richard it's, it's such a good question but it's not the sort of one that one tends to ever analyze so i uh, i suppose the and as direct an answer as possible you know i'm not patient with myself but because at the end of the day the buck stops with me you know i've got staff i've got people i'm responsible for um and i want everything done if i want something done i want it done two weeks ago i don't want it done today and if somebody's not going to do it do it for me then i'll just do it myself and you know you can't go on like that no, that's, you can't. That's, you can, that's nine years of that So, you know, definitely what I've learned through all of this and through listening to everybody and everybody that that's that's here and in the room is, you know, just plan for tomorrow, but think for today. Yeah. You know, that is the key. Live in the moment, because, you know, if the sun comes out in a minute, our students behavior may change or if it starts raining, may change, you know, and the key thing is that I've learned that I'm not alone. Oh, we love that. We love that. You are not alone. Oh, uh, Keisha.
7: Yes, for me, um, when you ask that question, the one thing that stuck in my head was family. I've always been on the move constantly and I got to realise, you know, much of what I've been missing, you know, especially with my older girls. Um, So time management, I've taken a... a a little more, how would I say, it? I'm paying a little more attention to time management and trying to fit everybody in my schedule every day, especially my kids. Although I tend to them every day because I don't have a choice, there's not much focus, you know, always running, running. So that, you know, that stuck out to me. Um, in relation to, although I know we're talking about yourself, in relation to job-wise and special needs, what I got out of this is that we pay so much attention just to the kids and the teachers, but I got to the realization that the parents are missing so much, hence the reason why there's a lot of them are stuck in the situation today, you know, because much focus was not put on the parents. and we normally think that once the parents not showing to meetings or they can't do stuff, it's because they're not showing interest in the child, but it will, I believe it was more from what I would have gathered that either they don't have the time and it's just them alone. And you know, it's just so much on their plate that it was just (coughs) overwhelming and a bit too much for them. And, you know, just probably checking in, but that is something I do from time to time, check in with them. they're just so appreciative of it you know so just to be able to you know moving forward you know just putting a little more focus and emphasis on the parent so that they in return can help the children so that was that is you know where i stand as moving forward and what i would have gotten out of all of this
0: okay fantastic um nikita um
8: i would say that i will take out the fact that I think I'm stronger than I actually thought, and we okay. all are. But I think when this first came about, and we was it was said that we were going to have to take our kids off school, I thought, "Oh my god, I can't do this. I'm not going to be able to do. It. I'm not going to be able to keep her home." And I have been doing it, and we're doing good, and I can. And it's and the support that I've been given, in, from the school and other and other people, show that there's other people that can help you and it's okay to ask for help. And if you're not okay, it's okay to tell someone that there are other people that can support you. Whereas before I'd, I'd be more like, wouldn't want to share from finding it hard. I wouldn't want to tell other people, but I know now it's okay. And that there's people that will be there to support us.
0: Love that. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Um, Stuart, you've listened to a lot there. I'm not, I'm, uh, uh, yeah yourself how have you been
11: um, um i've oh. been I've, to answer your question the one thing that i've learned is that i'm not as bad at all this it stuff as i thought i was uh, okay. um i not that i've shied away from it in the past but actually you know we've all had to adapt we've all had to work out all this stuff works and actually you know we 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 get on with it we do it um I suppose work-wise, and but I. It's interesting. I can't remember who it was earlier. I said, but I'm. I'm quite happy in my own company. I am. I have no brothers and sisters. I'm an only child. Always have been. bizarre thing to say, Um but <laughs> <so> I, I, <laughs> but I am quite. I am quite comfortable on 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 my own and in my own company. And always have been. But actually. I, this whole situation just makes you appreciate so much more that social contact and just being with people. You know and I I just find now, you know, even a trip up to local shops or whatever, just just the chance to talk to a few different people is just makes so much difference. Work wise, the two things I think I found really interesting. One is how just how adaptable everybody in every sphere has been. Um initially, our know, hand, hands were thrown in the air, great wailing, gnashing teeth, oh, we're not gonna do this, we're not gonna do that. But actually, everyone has just adapted what they're doing. Um and certainly you know, in our office, the number of things we'd said in the past over 10, 15, 20 years that we'd said just weren't possible, weren't feasible suddenly when you know push comes to shove well of course they're feasible of course they're doable and you just get on and you just do it the one the one negative i've found is i i don't do a lot of direct <clears throat> staff management but i do quite a lot of the pastoral stuff and you know a lot of people come and talk to me that i don't line manage but we'll just come and have a Come and have a chat and all that sort of stuff, and that that's obviously very very difficult to do in this world. And I found it's very easy for people to go missing if they don't want to be found, if they don't want to talk, if they don't want (laughs) to be heard. Mm. It's very easy for you. You can have a you can have a group chat, and suddenly you realize somebody's not not logged on to the group chat, for three weeks or three days, however long it is, and. And then how, how do you rectify that? I don't know, that becomes that, that you know. It's, there's been a load of brilliant stuff about you know, making sure, checking in, are you all right? Is everybody all right? But if somebody doesn't want to actually engage with that, it can actually be quite difficult to work out how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but just as an observation, I, I was um, vice chair of a primary school governance for 15 years. So I, I, I know sort of what you're going through from the inside. Can only look on with what you're doing in just in admiration as to how you are working through that yeah you know, i know how difficult it is to run a school on a daily basis when everything is quote normal unquote if there is such thing as a normal day in a school um but how you are actually going to adapt what you're doing to whatever that yeah, you know, whatever the normal is between now and then the end of this summer term and then when you come back in september it's going to be different again um, and how you compartmentalise all of that to to produce the best outcome for each child and each student, I think is is going to be such a challenge. Um, but you're clearly all up for it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much, yeah. Otis.
9: Yeah, I've learned i a little bit about Brent as a borough. I've been driving around all for six weeks, just in the parks, trying to get fit and just taking some fresh air. You know, waking up with the birds and Sitting in parks and reading, uh, but really, I've, I've learned that um, people are so resilient in, in difficult times. Um, I've learned a lot about this group. This is a special group, and you know, would we have had this situation if it wasn't um, for an unfortunate situation? We've made the best of of what we could do in a in an awful situation, uh, especially at the beginning of it when we first started this podcast. It was it was really uncertain and now we've got a little bit of light um we just learned a lot about the people in this room and it's a special group and i hope that we can keep keep going uh, on a personal level um family you know just just connecting with your family and spending a bit of time with family and understanding where you sit in the family circle and and you know that you can't you know mother from my mum's point of view not being able to see her has been difficult or to see her, being sick to see her, but just when she asked to come in, you know, why can't I come in? It's heartbreaking. And so I'm just really looking forward to reconnecting with friends, family, doing some group activity, um, sport, and just really, you know, I was apprehensive about what's going to happen, but it's a little bit out of our hands. We can only take control of our own situations. But, um, you know, as it stands now, we can only deal with what's going to happen going forward. And you know, some days are, are, are for low. And uh, Some days, you know, I I wake up and I, I get out of bed, trying you know, ready to attack the world. But you know, those those are highs and lows, and we all have them. So, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, people myself, have learned about your inner self. You know, I had loads of conversations about you know what what is really important to me and what really makes me tick and you know and not just me but people around you so there's been lots of thinking time lots of uh, time to reflect but yeah i just um here at the moment i'm happy that we've been able to do this i look forward to to fridays um at, you know seven o'clock you know you know it's coming you know we're gonna have a laugh but you know we, we've got some serious and, and deep and meaningful conversations out of this and you know it's it's, it's been fantastic for me personally to be able to, to connect with. Some people that I didn't know,
0: so that's my take. Yeah, that's right. Well said. Well said, though. What are you gonna do in that in that time off? Um, and what is it you hope to see when you when you when you come back for yourselves? You know, in uh, when I say for yourselves, in the in, in environment um, that that you come you're coming into, and that can be anything from no. In fact, let me not load it. You just answer. You can answer that that question yourselves. So um actually, Keisha, I normally do you last, so I'll come to you first this time.
7: Oh, well, for me, Mike, I'm not I may be going off podcast, I wouldn't be off. I'll be working still. So in that time, huh? one work continues and I I know for a fact I'll be working with parents and you know trying to equip them you know and working along you know you know having a better relationship with their children and hoping to see if I can cut that issue as to the emotional well-being of the children and preparing them for getting back you know into that school environment and you know um giving them or helping them to understand what is going to take place and, you know, how to deal with it when they come home. So I think I'm going to be working on that with the parents, you know, to assist the children, walk with them and walk along with the teachers.
0: Are you going to be um, trying to engage with, let's say, any of us in this forum, um, not necessarily waiting for a podcast, but, you know, reaching out where you might go actually i i might need a little bit of help here like it could be an email it could be you know (coughs) what what we should do is is exchange so that if you're there you're working but you need that little bit of respite um and there's a colleague who may be the other side of the world but they can just go okay all right keisha i'll have a look at that answer for you or something like that i think that's important that you tap into that during this period
3: Right, what am I going to do for the- um summer um i think i'll I'd love to go on a holiday, but I don't think that would be possible <laughs> um i'm um I'm going to relax i'm not going to do anything um but what would I like to see in September? I think i don't want us to go back to the way we were before i think um I think w- the world was looking for a change in some way, so I think maybe um Go a little bit slower, maybe, with things. We were going so fast; the world was moving so fast um, that if <clears throat> slow things down a bit, I think that might be that might be the way to go. And you know, I think we've lear- we've all learned that people are very important, and I think that's something that we, we were taking for granted. Uh, you know, I mean, when when would I ever be talking to people like you um, normally if if things were normal? Um, I don't know what I'd be doing, but I, I wouldn't be, I, we wouldn't be taking time to, to, to share our, our ideas or, or talk to each other. So I think more time for people and more time for family and more time for friends, I think that's what I would like to, to see. And again, with school, uh, if the government would not have so much pressure on getting results, um, you know, putting us under pressure to have this, that and the other done, uh, that we go at our own pace, we go at the children's pace and that we develop a curriculum that is is suitable for everyone not going uh, not following what other people are telling us to do that we that we ensure that every child makes overall progress their personal their social not just their academic i think that's the the thing i, I, I would like to see anyway
0: all right, well all i'm going to say to you is get the banner painted i'm standing right behind you all right
3: okay it's
0: fantastic um okay jane
1: um well, in the summer, whether Margaret knows it or not, I'm going to Ireland with her. <laughs> <laughs> um, in September, well, I mean, I, I would like to, to get as many as many children and, and, and staff back to, back to some sort of normality, really. I think that's what I'm looking forward to, is to, to getting back to some sort of normality. And I think... Um, I, We've learnt a lot um, in this period about each other, about what we do, what's important to us, and um, and hopefully that will that will support us going forwards. Um, so the team that I've worked with, it's it's you know they've all stepped up to the mark, and um, and that's just reinforced my real belief that we're doing the right thing, and and that we will continue to do the right thing for 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 our children, our families, and, and for each other.
0: Okay, now, just uh, um, because of what you said about going back to normal, just a little bit there, is there an element whereby you're really thinking hard about creating that new normal?
1: Well, you know, I mean... I, I, think, I, think, you know, I think people will learn to, to live with this. Um, there doesn't seem to be an immediate answer or even a sort of short-term to long-term answer at the moment. Um, so I think our new normal is, is, is just going to be about learning how to live with this and how to manage our, um, our own emotions, our own anxiety, to look after each other, to support each other. But I think, um, you know, I think we've learned that actually by putting a sort of communal heads together, we can come up with a really positive way forward. So, um, so I, you know, I, th- I think we can do this. I think, you know, it's been a big challenge to our society. Everything that's gone on in, in recent months has been a huge challenge to our society. But I think we've, we've learned actually what is important to us and, and maybe what's not quite so important well, to us. Not
0: quite so important.
1: Yeah. No, and so I think right. forwards that, you know, certainly I think within special school settings, um, you know, we've we've done that for a long a long time, this pulling together, pull it pulling ideas. Um, um and, and it you know, and how lovely that, you know, we have responded generally. Um, everyone's responded so positively and understood the really important roles that, that schools play, as well as obviously our health services and our care services. That we've, but I think that, that element of society has been really raised. So I think we should, should really continue going forwards to make sure that, that people understand the importance of, of health of care of schools in in what we do and how central that is to 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 a really solid support positive society. And actually, it's not about money at the end of the day. It's about the interactions, the positive interactions we have with each other. And, and people, yeah, <coughs> yeah,
0: and people, yeah. yeah. It's about people. Okay, Nikita. Um,
8: over the summer, I'm just going to work on this. I wanted to be to work on myself, basically, mentally, physically, and my child, make sure she's okay. Um, the group of mums that I am in contact with, make sure I keep in contact with them, checking on them, make sure they're okay. Because um, it's a great little support group that we've got. Um, we help each other, and that helps with any little thing that we have going on. So I'm going to make sure I participate in as much. Because before I wasn't very active, as much as I am now with some of the other parents in the school and it, it has been a great help to me and I appreciate them very much and I want to let them know that so yeah that's that's basically what I'm my plan is over the summer Ah, oh,
10: lovely lovely Richard uh yeah so summer and September summer uh yeah two key things for the summer for me uh one is that we are I'm setting up a organic mounting clothing shop online okay um where (coughs) everything from the labels to the postage bags etc etc is going to be organic so that's sort of exciting so that's one thing for the summer the second thing for the summer which is really important is my golf handicap um (laughs) (laughs) i started playing when i was seven i've really never really had time in the last nine years actually even get out there and that is so that is a key key thing. And the the final bit is that well, what's the weather like after a storm? It is like one of the most electric times. And exactly what Jonathan said earlier, and I've just written down here, you go, what a great idea. I mean that is a stunning idea. We know that we're going to be have lots of barriers put in our way. Well, what a great idea to come up with something completely new that nobody else is doing which would be maybe get our guys down there get our guys working with the students in a different environment so that when them when we can get them back on they're in a far better position i mean it's hey
0: oh, it's fantastic we've only got a couple more people and then we're going to be calling this out so and you know it's going to be goodbye for a few weeks until we get together but jonathan
4: so. I- Similar to what Otis mentioned earlier, I'm going to miss the structure of these podcasts. In the meantime, and during the summer, I'm going to be working hard on redesigning, adapting our curriculum, which I mentioned before, looking at timetabling, and continue to supporting students' (coughs) home learning. Also in the summer, I was supposed to be going to Portugal, but I'm not sure whether that's going to be possible or not now. But in terms of September, one of the main things that I'm looking forward to the most is, is seeing and teaching our students. I can't wait for that to happen, and I'm really excited about that. So, um, yeah, just working hard, reflecting, and ready to hit the ground running in September in whatever new normal that might be. But just um, finishing up, I just want to uh, thank Jason Roberts Foundation who've made this podcast happen and bring the community of Brent together. I think it's been fantastic. I personally really enjoyed it, and I think it's provided a lot of valuable information for parents, um, teachers, other professionals, pupils, and I'm I'm excited to continue this collaboration in the future. So thank you very much.
0: Uh, No problem, no problem whatsoever. Okay, Kate? Um, Well, I'm having a bit
5: of a longer break than most from school. So I'm going to be learning to, how to be a parent um, over the next few months. Um, I'm learning something new every day in that regard at the moment. So I'm very excited about that. Um, but I think, you know, when we, when we go back, I think one thing I'd love to see is that it was lovely to hear Nikita saying earlier about that idea of realising that pe- she can be honest with people about the challenges and people do want to hear. And I think that if those relationships between parents and professionals can carry on being as strong as they have been during this time, and, and build on those further. I think that will make things even more or brilliant for the for the pupils that we're working with. So that's something I'd really like to see moving forward.
0: Oh, fantastic, um, Otis. Yes.
5: Um,
9: yeah, you know, I'm just really looking forward to, to getting out and doing some sport and working with the young children. Um, you know, the break being good in terms of the foundation resetting its goals and. Uh, You know, we've got a new website coming, new messaging and, you know, some some new programs coming online. But just looking forward to to getting back into the thick of things and and doing what we do best, which is working with young people and and communities, intergenerational communities. So um, just to echo what Jonathan said, um, you know, we'll have a few weeks break. Uh, It's not going to be the last thing. I think Margaret's got an announcement or something next week, but you know in terms of the podcast we're looking forward to to bringing it back and um, see where we all are in four or five weeks time or four weeks time and and continue to collaborate i mean uh depending on what we've got uh in terms of the government ruling and stuff like that is that we've got uh, a budget to have a conference at uh, Wembley so Stuart's been kind enough to give us that to have a conference it'd be great to have this as a conference where we can get into a room or hall you know a bit of food and just have some professionals like yourself just exchanging ideas so you know, we don't know when we can do that but we definitely will like to do that Where we get everyone in a room and just really continue to support some of the people there we've Met some good people rich has been fantastic and you know kai and we've got a good group here uh, where we can actually share uh, content share ideas the families have been brilliant um coming on here and you know i know myself but just coming on and sharing and the different quality of teachers and the international presence has been a nice nice uh, welcome surprise actually to to have people from different countries sharing their views and their ideas so i'm looking forward to just connecting with you, you guys again okay um
0: well i suppose the last words are with me um right for me you know in coming into this and when otis asked me to host it i i only knew Otis, I knew Kai, and I knew Keisha. Um, I didn't know anybody else. And it's been wonderful to, to kind of exchange with you guys. And as I, I commented last week, I felt your energy and your sincerity. And that is very, very, very important to me um, in terms of what I do. I've learned a hell of a lot. I did not, I knew very little about the SEN. SEND sector. I am a sponge. I learn very quickly and it's been it's been wonderful to to understand what you've been doing, how you've been doing it. Now as a kind of little message of hope and because we got Grenada in the house what I want to do is just share this with you. Only take me a couple of minutes. Um, in 2004 I was living in Grenada when Hurricane Ivan hit and um it i mean to to be honest with you i mean if i start crying now please forgive me but and and i'm sure you know keisha was much younger but she'll still remember it um you know what happened was you woke up uh, you know if you got to sleep but when you actually came out of your of where you were and you walked you looked at uh, a landscape where it looked like somebody had sprinkled matches all over the landscape and it was people's homes it you know it was people's homes it was unbelievable and i just walked for miles and miles and miles but grenadians have a thing when they face adversity um You've never seen people come together like that in a way where they just went You know what? No problem. We're getting on with it. And it was it was one of the most um oh, can I how can I say life changing moments for me. Uh I was seconded by the government to come and play a kind of senior role in this in the survival um things that were coming on, but we started to get help from other islands, Trinidadians came in, uh, Jamaicans came in to police the curfew, everybody absolutely got around the issue and we, we started out of something that absolutely devastated us, we found a new identity, going forward we found a new identity and in so doing and this covid situation has reminded me of that because we started to discover community again and i don't want us to lose that um i think the importance of what we're doing here has shown that we've we've got community and what was interesting about ivan is later that year we got hit by not helen can you remember what it was called um the one that hit later in the year hit the top island of the island keisha i can't remember emily the name of emily emily hit later in the island but this time and this is the word i want to take away we were prepared and it made all the difference What we've got to do is what we have learned from this exercise. Whatever happens going forward, it won't impact us the same way again because we will have been prepared. We will have taken our mental learning and our sharing of what we're doing now, and that will put us in better stead for when we get to that place going forward. And I think that. This here is a shining example for the SEN community. And as we've seen anywhere in Europe, we've had our European counterparts to take notice of. There is a lot to commend from what is going on inside this group. And in a very humble way, I thank each and every one of you. It's been been a pleasure to do this over the last. Six or seven
9: weeks,
0: folks, it's been fantastic, and I'm just going to leave the last few words Thanks. to Jane. One more thing, everybody. Jane, what are you going to say? What were you, you going to say, done,
6: Margaret? I was just going to say we were promised a party. Oh, were you? <laughs>
0: okay, all right. Oh, dear, look at her. Okay,
4: okay. I hope, hope that we'll, we will have one. Okay, Mr. Roberts, with that being Grenada.
5: Yes. Yes, you,
9: yes please. Uh, yes. Yeah. You're, you're You're all very, very welcome.
0: Well, Thank indeed. you. When, when we're
9: able to go, you're, the personal invitation from the Foundation, you're all welcome.
0: Yeah, it'd be fantastic. Right, really can welcome. we have that,
9: minute <laughs>
4: right.
0: uh, please? don't need to ask,
9: ask, ask
6: Jonathan when I say that.
4: Yeah, tough. he does mean it.
0: Yeah, and what we'd like to do one day is see Keisha in the UK. Well, Definitely. Keisha has an invitation as well, don't you, Keisha? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it would be, that would be great. Okay, so, Jane, what do we say to folks?
1: You are not alone.
0: Thank you, folks. All right, good night, good night, good night, good night. Yeah. Good night. Take care, everyone. Thank you. All right, you. Yeah. Bye. 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 <laughs> thanks for listening. If you'd like to ask a question or be a guest on one of our future podcasts, please feel free to contact us at yana at jasonrobertsfoundation.org. That's y-a-n-a at jasonrobertsfoundation.org.